Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. I've got my brother Travis with me, as always. Welcome back to the 21st century, dude. You had quite the week. That is an understatement, Q. So... um, If you've paid attention to the news lately, or if you live in the state of Texas, uh, you may be familiar with um, the historic winter storm that hit Texas on Sunday, and then it came back for a second round on Tuesday. So, um, yeah, my this this week has been um, it's been I, I I will say this: my wife and I. Did not suffer nearly as badly as some people in Texas did. Yeah. But we did have um, about 36 hours without power at our house. And some people have had their power off since Sunday. And it's still not on. It's still? Uh, no, at least as of yesterday. This was uh, Waxahachie, Texas. But yeah, so basically to not get too far into it. This uh, it's a private company, which is the first problem that oversees our power grid. Dude, I I learned a lot about the electrical grid in Texas that yeah, I had no that, idea about. It, kind of the funny thing is, like a lot of people now know uh, things about Texas that you guys are separate from the country. Right, things about Texas that they 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 never knew they would learn. Right, but yeah. This company ERCOT or whatever it stands for, some sort of. The irony is that the R in ERCOT stands for reliability. So that yeah. is so much for that. They need to change their name. Um, they just didn't prepare. Everyone knows what happened, dude. We don't need yeah. to really dive into the deets. But yeah. Long story short, Texas saw temperatures and snowfall that we typically don't see. And um, it had been below freezing from Sunday to Today, today was the first day that it finally went above freezing uh, since Sunday, which wow. may not seem like a big deal to some people. And today's Friday, the nineteenth of February. Yeah, going to peek behind the curtain here. That's true. This will come out a little bit later, but I'm just saying, you know, to some states, that's that's you know, no big deal. That's every winter, but for Texas, 
basically they just didn't prepare they didn't winterize um some of like the power plants and like the the wind turbines and stuff like that i mean there are wind turbines in, in russia and canada and stuff like that that were on just fine and temperatures much colder than the temperatures we had so that's kind of one of the excuses they lobbed out at us at first it's like no you can't just blame the fucking wind turbines, man. That's their favorite thing to do. Yeah, and not to mention it only accounts for 10% of the power in the state. So, anyway. Well, hey, let's... You know what? Today is our second full-length What You Heard episode, and I'm stoked, dude. This is a great way to end this week for me. So, uh, anyway, we have power again. We've had it since uh, Wednesday, um, Wednesday, early, early Wednesday morning, so... All is well. Um, yeah, so we're just going to end this week with some tunes, man. Yeah, dude, let's jam out to some tunage. I got some doozies for you, man. I'm excited. Yeah, um, it's been it's been interesting trying to to sort of curate this this uh, this batch of songs here because that's you know I've listened to a ton of music since the last time we recorded this, right? So it's kind of like, what do I go with? What do I drop from the list? Yeah, we're going to bring five each, and I've got a list with more than five songs. Right. You know, I've got five in mind, but I might play something else just to kind of flow well with with whatever you pick. So let's do it, man. Let's get right into it. All right. So I'm going to go first this time because you went first last time. It's only fair. It's only fair. Um, So I've got an interesting pick here to start us off. So I always like it when um, I stumble upon... A song that you may not immediately know or realize kind of what decade it came from, right? So um, this musician is named Harold. I'm probably going to mispronounce this. He's from Germany. Harold Grosskopf. Ooh, that sounded German. Yeah. He is a synth pioneer. So early synth music. And there's a record named Synthesist, which is his debut record, debut solo record, that has kind of gained cult status in a way. It was re-released back in like 2011 with a bunch of remixes and stuff on it. So this record has like a legacy behind it, right? And um, this song just popped up on my like Spotify Discover Weekly a couple of weeks back. And, um, yeah, so this came out in 1980. So keep that in mind. Probably going to mispronounce the name here, but it's, uh, so white, so gut, (laughs) probably so goot. I don't know. So goot. Yeah. Anyway, here we go.
Love it, man. Awesome, right? 1982. That's crazy. 1980. So um, that's really early on in the synth music world. Right, right. So um, here's a little quick story about this. I think this is interesting. The uh, the story behind the recording of this. So he um, basically so Harold uh, was a drummer who lived in Berlin, and he had already appeared on. He was the drummer on some recordings by some of the groups like uh, Ashra Temple, Cosmic Jokers, some guy named Klaus Schultz. And so he was held up in his um, one of his friend's apartments, and he had a mini Moog, an eight-track reel-to-reel recorder, and a lot of time alone. I'm reading from a Pitchfork article here. So over the course of several weeks, he wrote and recorded this material for Synthesis, which was eventually released. And, um, but yeah, it's kind of funny to think like he, he did all this in a, in an apartment, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's really cool actually, especially for eighties, like that he's able, he was able to have that DIY, like recording approach even back then. Yeah. I wonder what kind of gear he was using. Yeah. That probably kind of speaks to like, you know, it kind of goes into what we've talked about with like, um, Tycho, Scott Hansen, right. And a lot of these electronic musicians who are able to record, records in their in their apartments or their bedrooms right doing it back in 1980 i'm like i'm curious about that you probably couldn't do that um you know a mini moog i think synthesizers were like huge back in the day i think the mini moog was like a smaller synthesizer and so with the recording equipment too you know it's like he could just record it onto his laptop it's 1980 right well he just had an eight track right so yeah anyway um so cool this was re. This album was reissued, like I said, in 2011, and it is held in high esteem among early synth enthusiasts, but is not widely known. So there you go. Nice. Uh, I listened to some of the other rec- tracks on this record. It's, it's it's solid, man. It's great. Even the even the record, the album art's dope. Look, it's just him. Like he looks like he's a freaking, you know, gold Goldfinger or something like that from Goldeneye. He's like painted in like silver body paint or something like that. Bronzed. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So anyway, that was uh, Harold Grosskopf, and that was uh, a song I'm not going to try to pronounce again, Q, but it was <laughs> track one off of the 1980 record, Synthesis. So uh, I'm going to send it to you. So you've heard of this band, Alton Goon. I brought a song of theirs from their album, uh, I think it's pronounced Geechee, Geechee, from 2019. That was one of my What You Heard's. A while back. Yeah, this was a really cool track, man. They're great, dude. They're, so there's, they're a uh, Turkish folk psychedelia, very heavy influence from like the 70s with their sound. Um, they've been dropping singles over the last few months, and um, they're kind of pivoting, or at least in this song, to some more like synth-heavy stuff, which is awesome. Um, so I'm going to play one of their newer singles um that was dropped at the very end of last year so this is again the turkish psych rock band alton goon this song is called ordenun derileri
Yeah, that's great, man. So like it's got almost like a synth bed to it, like a synth wave kind of vibe to it. Yeah, totally. Which is really cool. And I his vocals are great, man. I I love his voice, yeah. I love that middle mid eastern style of um vocalization right like with the song yes singing i I don't know there's probably a a more like a a proper uh term for it but that style i love it man Uh, there is a um there's a station in uh north texas that plays uh mid-eastern you know popular contemporary music like that oh cool and i just i I tune into it every once in a while just because i just I, i love that style of of singing I do too. Um, yeah, they they do these things with their 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 vocals that, um, like I said, there's there's a there's a proper way to describe it probably and a proper term for it, but I don't I don't know what it is. I just know that I I really enjoy it, and so it's cool to hear it, you know, as vocals for a psychedelic track or a synthwave track and stuff like that. It's cool to hear that. Yeah, they're really great. There's a, a female singer as well in the band, and they kind of trade off tracks. Yeah, um, but yeah, dude. So. I mean, it's they're bound to be dropping a full length here pretty soon because they keep releasing singles. So I'm super stoked about it. I'm sure I'll be bringing another song from them as what you heard pretty soon here. So yeah. All right, man. Pass it back to you. What you been hearding? All right, Cube. Um, it's no surprise to listeners of this podcast that I'm a fan of soundtracks. Just blanket statement: soundtracks. I love them. You love them. Video game soundtracks have a special place in my heart, and uh, I have found that video game scores are, they have a unique, I don't know, like a, a, there's a there's a quality to a really good video game score nowadays that you're not going to find on a movie score or a TV show score, right? And it's attracting really talented musicians are doing video game scores now. So anyway... Just a random soundtrack that I came across. I haven't played the game yet. And that's usually the case. Most of the soundtracks I listen to, I've never played the game before. But I'm going to let... There's a record label called I Am 8-Bit that I love. They press a bunch of video game scores. Dude, that pressing is dope. I know. Looking. They do some of the coolest pressings, dude. Look at the freaking blood splatter Color thing. Color splatter. Yeah. I've picked up um, a couple of game pressings and they all of them have really cool sleeve artwork and like the colored vinyl and stuff like this one for example came with like this like coloring poster that folds out and <laughs> color and shit anyway cool i'm gonna let the person who wrote the description of this soundtrack set the tone here paint a picture if you will q uh because uh, he, he describes it perfectly so here we go let's theorize for a second actually let me back up first so the name of this the name of this game is called Grindstone, and it is a puzzle adventure game on the Nintendo Switch. I don't own a Nintendo Switch, but if you've played the game, then you're familiar with the music. So here's a description. Let's theorize for a second. Say like you're locked in mortal conflict with hideously cute creatures that call the deep, dungeonous cave system of a massive mountain home sweet home. You, on the other hand, are a ripped sword-whirling barbarian hunk of a family man just trying to make ends meet by slaying these creeps, jerks, and slobs as part of your hard day's living. Pause it for a moment, then, and consider what kind of tunes you'd listen to while grinding away. 
It's the music of composer Sam Webster that would make those long, sunless days breeze by, no doubt. <laughs> His ephemeral, is that a word? Ephem- Eph- ephemeral. 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 That's what. His ephemeral hip-hop beats and spooky synth jive are the stuff of monster mashing legend. Now, that's a perfect perfect description. Monster mashing? Ephemeral hip-hop beats and spooky synth jive. I'm stoked. Let's do it. All right. So here we go. With that, descri- with that description, here is a song off of Grindstone Volume 2 called Deep Cuts. was slashing and, and tearing through some some monsters yeah dude i'd be throwing my earbuds on and, and definitely jamming out to this tunage yeah you're just taking out the trash basically is kind of what <laughs> um now lovely i will say that you got to keep in mind that this game is dealing with like kind of cute monster looking like, sprites and stuff sure as we talk about in our best of 2020 episode if you're slaying demons it's got to be heavy metal, and that's what the Doom Eternal soundtrack provided us. But if they're cute little monsters and stuff, then something like this is perfect, right? Anyway, um, as I've kind of talked about, I think, in the past, like video game scores, a lot of times it's just really solid electronic, instrumental electronic music like this. you know. And a lot of times it's kind of like down-tempo-y almost. Um, I like the hip-hop beat. Video games are supposed to be kind of, you know, the music in the background is going to it's going to happen while you're doing certain things like running around exploring an environment and stuff like that it's going to be kind of like background music almost which is what i like about video game scores a lot of times but sometimes they're they're just like if if i told you if i didn't tell you that that was a video game score you probably wouldn't think oh that sounds like a video game right just sounds like cool down tempo electronic music which is what it is yeah. right anyway yeah so that was grindstone um the artist was sam webster uh, check out some of his stuff. He's done a few video game scores. They're all really solid. So, All right, Q, let me send it back to you. What you got for us? All right, dude. So I'm just going to share this quick story because it's another one of those magical moments in, in the world of 
you know, music at your fingertips and streaming services like Spotify and the way that that you can, you know, just kind of discover things just by by chance. Uh, one of my favorite down tempo kind of I don't know how to describe him. He's a singer songwriter. He he goes by Son. Uh, kind of R&B mixed with like down tempo beats. I was seeing if he was up to anything lately. And he just released last year a live album uh, where he played alongside this orchestra called the Met- Metropole Orchestra. It's like a jazz pop orchestra. Um, it was amazing. Really awesome versions of his songs with this orchestra. So then I hopped on. I checked them out to see what other bands they've they've collaborated with. And uh, one of my favorite jazz bands um, that I just got into is Snarky Puppy. Did you ever get into them, dude? They're from Denton, actually. No, but I had a coworker who used to play um, the music like Derek Workhours and stuff. So I've heard it before. Basically, like all the stuff that I love about jazz is Snarky Puppy. All the stuff that I can't stand, they tend to to, to steer clear of. Like I... The improvised, like, trumpet or saxophone shit, like, I can't do it, man. You know what I mean? Like, where it's just kind of all over the place, like, fluttery notes, just chaos. I can't stand that kind of stuff. It's got to be a little more structured, you know? Yeah. Anyways, they did this really cool album called Silva. came out in 2015, uh, and they collaborated with the Metropole Orchestra. Uh, so they're actually from the Netherlands, just throwing that out there. And apparently there's a DVD that goes along with it that's kind of like like a visually, uh, like a visual kind of storytelling that goes along with the album. Really good stuff. So this is, again, Snarky Puppy collaborating with Metropole Orchestra. Uh, this song is called Flight.
Is the whole record like that? Uh, I don't know what you mean. All I know is that that's fucking amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. So um, yeah, dude. That main that main melody, um, like the fluttery flute thing, or whatever. That yeah, was. whatever that is, it's probably not a keyboard. It could be, but it with a band like that, like you, they're probably really experimental, and, and that could be like a guitar for all I know, you know. But I mean, it's probably not. It's probably a keyboard. But I'm saying like that almost had like a like a um, a vibe similar to something you may have heard from uh, Time. The band that we covered a, a, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, the time. The time, yeah. Or um, yeah. even a band like Zap, uh, which is oh yeah, the band that's probably more well known for being on the Ferris Bueller soundtrack. But that like vocoder talk box type thing. I don't think mm-hmm. that was a vocoder because it didn't sound like somebody's vocals, but it had that kind of vibe to it that kind of reminded me of the '80s a little bit, which is really cool. There's more traditional sounding, I guess, if you want to call it that, jazz tracks you know but yeah it's, it's very like it's it is jazz fusion i guess you yeah know? yeah and there's some songs where the orchestra kind of uh takes center stage a little bit more but for the most part it's very you know it's it's uh wind instrument heavy i guess you know lots of horns saxophone stuff like that but dude look look at this personnel man it's it lists out snarky puppy and then metropole orchestra just huge wow yeah and this was this was recorded live Really it's cool. a live recording. Yeah, it's amazing. amazing. Yeah, so um, if you're not familiar with like the cities of, of North Texas, Denton is, is kind of known for, well, I should say the university that's in Denton, uh, University of North Texas, is known for its jazz programs. So there are a ton of great musicians that go to that school and then they just form bands that end up being, you know, snarky puppy. Or and that makes sense too because they're they're students they probably become friends in class sure and yeah realize that they have similar you know musical tastes and start forming bands we did an episode on a band called Midlake which is based out of Denton and they all met in like through the jazz program or some of them were in the jazz program and you know they did obviously Midlake is like an indie rock folk band but anyway lots of lots of musical talent uh, lives in, in in Denton Texas which is about you know, 45 minutes away from me. But um, anyway, that's that's awesome. You know, I'm going to have to cue that album up for tomorrow, dude, for sure. Oh, you'll love it, man. So again, that was a song called Flight off of Snarky Puppy and Metropole Orchest's album Silva. And passing it back to you, brother. All right. So I'm going to pull a 180 on us. Oh, good, because I got some oh, a 180 track. To, there you I go. I was trying to figure out when, when I was going to squeeze it in. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go to the 90s, um, because that's probably my favorite decade for rock. There's just no escaping it. Um, it's probably a lot of people's favorite decade for rock. Um, but we're going to talk about a band called Failure. So these guys are kind of a post-grunge, alt-rock band that would be similar to like a hum or a helmet. Both bands have been featured on on uh, No Filler in the past. Um, hum put out a record last year, uh, their first one in I don't remember how long, but it was a decade plus. And so that was featured on our best of 2020 episodes. But anyway, um, Failure is, they're also considered a space rock band. And Hum is considered a space rock band as well. Um Space rock kind of goes back to the 60s, like it kind of started with Pink Floyd, and then it had a resurgence in the 90s with the shoegaze post-rock sound that bands like Hum and Failure 
uh, sort of had. So uh, anyway, this record is definitely a space rock record because it has spacemen on the cover and they're standing in front of these rocket ships. And it's just, just really cool. Some good, like cheesy 60s sci-fi art. Yeah. Like that would be like on the cover of some like sci-fi fantasy novel or some like, you know, science fiction magazine, pulp magazine or something like that. Popular science yeah. or something. Yeah. So this record is called Fantastic Planet. So again, they're really laying on the space metaphors pretty thick here. Came out in 1996, and the song we're playing, uh, wouldn't you know it, Q, is called Another Space Song. So here we go. Dude, that's great. 
Yeah, the whole record is is, is pretty similar to that. Um, awesome. And their first record, their very first record, um, it's got a slightly heavier sound to it. That's that that record is called Comfort, and that came out in '92. But yeah, um, I just love this style of 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 '90s rock of that more. Like like I said, I mean, 1996 is is definitely post grunge because you know Nirvana has already happened, all that stuff's already went down, so that's definitely post grunge. But I mean, it's got that alternative rock post grunge sound. It's got those space rock elements that I like from like Hum, um, Helmet, stuff like that. Um, this is the kind of stuff that I'm finding myself drawn to more and more. The these. 90s rock bands that kind of, um, you know, they may have had some radio play here and there, but they weren't, they didn't reach the heights of Pearl Jam or, or Stone Temple Pilots or Alice in Chains or anything like that, you know. Yeah. But they are putting out these songs that you and I wouldn't have heard because, you know, our older brother Spencer, I mean, it's all his fault, really. He was only <laughs> into like the more mainstream acts like Pumpkins and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So th- these kind of bands kind of... You know, went over our heads a little, like we just under the radar. I mean, unless you were a music like obsessive person. Yeah, we, of course, you and I were not the right age yet. Well, I was going to say back then it was just harder to find stuff that wasn't mainstream. You know? Yeah, they're probably going to get played at a lot of, like college radio stations. Yeah, or in obscure yeah. record stores and stuff like that. So anyway, all right, Q. That's great. Throwing it back to you. So again, that was failure. That was a song off a of fantastic planet called another space song all right q what you got well speaking of cheesy 60s sci-fi check out this segue dude check it out uh so we just started watching the original star trek series Mm. and the uh, original the original series okay so we're talking captain kirk seven or something yeah all right uh did you know dude that william shatner has released several spoken word albums um aren't they covers of songs not all of them are okay because i know like everybody knows his his rocket man cover right because it was parodied on on family guy yeah well i was unaware of this like i and i heard just randomly i'm gonna give another shout out to kexp from up here in seattle my favorite radio station cheryl waters who is i think one of the best djs out there I love her to death. Uh, she played one of his spoken word songs uh, on KEXP. I heard it a couple weeks back. Uh, so he released an album that he co-wrote. I guess he had song arrangement arrangements by Ben Folds, who everyone knows. You know, he's the piano rock god from Ben Folds 5 and whatnot. Uh, and they released an album called Has Been in 2004. So, dude. We were still in high school when this came out. And the song I heard on the radio is actually a cover from a band called Pulp. Have you ever heard of Pulp? I feel like I have heard of them, yeah. Britpop kind of artsy rock band. Um, honestly, I like Shatner and Ben Fold's version better. I, I gave a listen to the song from the original band after I heard this. So, again, this is a William Shatner spoken word version of Pulp's song common people she came from greece she had a thirst for knowledge she studied sculpture at saint martin's college that's where i caught her eye she told me that her dad was loaded 
I said, in that case, I'll have a rum and Coca-Cola. She said, fine. And in 30 seconds' time, she said, I want to live like common people. I want to do whatever common people do. I want to sleep with common people. I want to sleep with common people like you. Well, what else could I do? I said, I'll see what I can do. I took her to a supermarket. I don't know why, but I had to start it somewhere. So it started there. I said, pretend you've got no money. She just laughed and said, oh, you're so funny. I said, yeah? Well, I can't see anyone else smiling in here. Are you sure? You want to live like common people? You want to see whatever common people see? You want to sleep with common people? You want to sleep with common people like me? But she didn't understand. She just smiled and held my hand. Went to flat above a shop. Cut your hair and get a job. Smoke some flats and play some pool. Pretend you never went to school. But still you'll never get it right. When you're lying in bed at night. Watching roaches climb the wall. If you called your dad, he could stop it all here. You'll never live like common people. You'll never do whatever common people do. You'll never fail like common people. You'll never watch your life slide out of you and dance and drink and screw. Because there's nothing, Cause there's else, nothing to do. else to do. Never thought we'd have a song like that. On this podcast, but that was I had to fun. share it, man. I had uh, to. That's that's actually really enjoyable to listen to, <laughs> right? Um, and it's just funny because Chatner's doing kind of his classic Chatner stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm gonna quote this guy. His name's Joe Jackson, who actually appears on that song. I don't know what he plays. On Is he it. the singer? He's, he's a multi instrument. I- I don't know, dude. I thought that was. Oh no, yep, yep. That I mean, was there's him. no way Shatner is singing there. No, yeah, that was so. That was Joe Jackson's voice. Uh, but he says he's talking about Ben Folds here. He says I think he did a really great job of putting an album behind Shatner that is fun and not completely cheesy. Though when it is too cheesy, it's deliberately so. Uh, it's just a very musically satisfying record. And when he asked me to be a part of it, why would I not? How could I refuse? So yeah, man. Uh, so there's there's covers on there and there's original poems by shatner played along to awesome binfolds tunes awesome yeah that's cool <laughs> yeah dude yeah i when i heard it, i was like man i like i have to share this with travis yeah it's that's just, cool just maybe and like hearing it on the radio was even more like what <laughs> what am i hearing right now i'm sure you you recognize shatner's voice though right immediately yeah, yeah. anyways man back to you sir so we got what two two songs each? I got left? yeah, I got two left. So um, here we go. Okay, we're back at another video game score. So I mean, I, this is what I always struggle with because lately I've been listening to a lot of soundtracks, and I didn't want to come to a what you heard episode with you know five different soundtrack. But then I said to myself, it's, it's what, what I've been hurting. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I've only got two soundtracks, but um, this is a game that came out last year that 
had I thought about it, I may have put one one of these tracks on um, the best of from last year, but because I really, I actually did play this game and I really enjoyed it. I didn't finish it. I notoriously never finish video games. Um, I'm with you, dude. There are ones that I that I that I have finished because they're amazing, I like the Doom video games. I'm just gonna keep plugging those as much as I can. But anyway, this game is called Control, and it was this really stunning, gorgeous video game with amazing uh, gameplay mechanics and um, just a really cool like plot and like storyline and character that you get to play. And you're running through this like skyscraper type building that's got this like mid-century modern style throughout it so like it just looked really cool and um anyway we're not gonna talk about the game we're gonna talk about the composer so this guy his name is martin stig anderson he's a danish composer and he first popped up on my radar back in 2011 for this game that he did called limbo this uh Dude, I love that game. Okay, well, this is the composer that did that game. Cool. So if you remember, just really dark, ambient kind of music, right? Yeah. And he also did a game uh, back in 2016 called Inside that had a very similar vibe to Limbo. It might have been the same studio that made the game with the same person. But anyway, so he came out with this soundtrack with... Uh, he, he made the, the, the soundtrack. He composed it with a guy named Petri Alanko who is another video game composer. He's done uh, this game called Alan Wake, which I've never played before, but it's the same studio that did this uh, game control. But anyway, we're going to listen to a song off of this record slash soundtrack. It's a record, but uh, you know. All right, this track is called Et Ratio Principalis. (laughs)
We can always count on you to bring some, like, cinematic ambience to the pod. Well, you know, here's the thing, dude. This is what I struggle with, Q. I say to myself, <laughs> is this the kind of music that I should play on No Filler? Well, And then hey, I say to myself... We, we get to make the rules, son. Well, th- that there's that. But also, if I like it, there's got to be somebody else out there who's listening. He's like, hey, you know, that's actually kind of cool. I might check that album out. So, um, dude... Anytime I am on the Reddits and someone posts something saying like, am I the only one? Who- never. You're not the only one. Right. You're never. It's <laughs> like there's a fucking bajillion. You're asking there's a millions, millions of people. Million, exactly. If you are the only one who does this thing. So, I mean, uh, exactly. There's got to be at least one person in our, in our, uh, of our listenership um, of the 10 people that listen. There's got to be at least <laughs> one who, who likes this kind of stuff. Um, I like it. It's very dark, ambient. Yeah. You played another song off the mic here that was even more ambient. I did, and then I switched it because it was a little too much of a sleeper. But I just like this kind of... Q, you and I have talked about ambient music lately because you're you're getting into ambient music. You like the more kind of traditional ambient type stuff, but I gravitate toward like this more dark, ambient kind of music. I'm into that kind of stuff too, but you... I think you like it a little more lively with maybe a Yeah, I want to hear a beat here and there, but I like yeah. this kind of dark vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, me too. It just put, for some reason it clears my mind oddly enough. Um really dark ambient kind of stuff. So anyway, so that was uh the first track off of the video game soundtrack for Control came out last year. All right, and that was Martin Stig Anderson and Petri Alanko. All right, Q. What you got? All right, man. So this is already in the running for top album of the year for me. Mm. This is a punk band called Shame. And um, this is their second full-length album. And apparently it's kind of a departure from the more like traditional kind of just straight up punk music that they were doing during with their first full-length album that came out in 2018. So uh, their first full-length was called Songs of Praise. This brand new album... It's called Drunk Tank Pink, and uh, it's very dynamic, man. It's it's kind of all over the place. I'm actually going to play two songs. I'm kind of just to show off kind of like the multiple sides of, of their sound. So I'm going to start with track seven. This song is called Human for a Minute.
Yeah, man. There seems to be like a return to a new wave sound almost with rock bands punk, these days. Punk bands. Dude. Punk bands, I mean, like, yeah. Between these guys and Idols and Fontaine's DC. Yeah, exactly. There is some great punk coming out right, right now and it's yeah like it's 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 not they're not boxing themselves into the punk sound anymore it's really right. evolving a lot yeah that's that's um, awesome yeah it's a great album dude so i just wanted to play a little bit of another song the next song actually on the album just to kind of show off like what else you're gonna hear the kind of kind of stuff you're gonna hear on this album so this is track eight it's called great dog It's hard not to like it. Good stuff. So again, that is a band called Shame. That is from their brand new album, Drunk Tank Pink. All right, dude. Back to you. Last pick of the episode. What you got for us? Last pick for me. So I, this is as fresh as it gets, dude. I listened to this record a few hours ago. Just discovered this. uh, And by that, I mean Spotify discovered it for me. Um, Spotify discovers all of the bands that I listen to, it would appear. This was on my Discover Weekly. And the record, the album art is hilarious. Um, I don't know what that is, but it's funny. Let me see. Let it's me a little see. crayon <laughs> doodle of a guy. Like he's got a little party hat on. Yeah. Um, so this, this group is called Men I Trust. I'm just going to let the music speak for itself, Q. So uh, that's something I don't, re- uh, I usually don't do. I usually like to paint pictures. But this record is called Uncle Jazz came out in 2019, and this song is called Days Go By.
I was checking all the right boxes, brother. Yeah, it's hard not to like that. I'm right? crazy about that kind of stuff. Um, and since you played two tracks on your last go around, I'm going to play just a snippet, just a snippet of this song called Slap Pie. And you'll see why it's called Slap Pie when I slap the play button. That's an instrumental track, and I could just let that play forever, dude. I, Slapping I just, the bass. I, literally, if that if that song lasted for like two hours, I would listen to the whole thing. It's just so <laughs> fucking groovy. And, yeah, um, dude. Awesome. So anyway, um, yeah, I just love that kind of – it's indie pop. It's like dream pop. It's jazzy. It's, it's electronic. There's of. R&B. To, yeah, there's just so many things going on. Uh, and that the singer, uh, her name is Jesse Caron. She kind of reminds me of um, the singer for Little Dragons. Um, it's only one dragon. Yeah, that's right. Little Dragon. Uh, Yukimi Nagano. I'm a huge sucker for those breathy yeah. vocals, you know? Right. I'm also, yeah, I love it. I love a good uh, female vocalist. So Me too, man. And that's a perfect segue for, for my last pick, dude. Wow. It's also it's almost like we coordinated it, but we it's didn't. It's almost like we did it. We didn't. So, all right, Q, you're going to bring us home here with the final pick. What you got? So I am a huge fan of um, Melina Duterte. Because uh, like, we're supposed to also, know who that is. Well, she goes by JSOM. Okay, there you go. I know who that is. I'm also a huge fan of Chastity Belt, which is that punk rock band from Washington State. Annie Truscott, who plays bass in Chastity Belt. Uh, so they are dating, um, and Annie was set to tour with JSOM as their violinist. And then COVID-19 hit and it got canceled and it really bummed her out. She was, it was going to be like a kind of a life changing kind of moment. You know, she was going to go on tour with her girlfriend. It was going to be good times. So they started collaborating together and, and writing music together under the name Routine. And they released an album at the end of last year called And Other Things and a lot of the songs, you know, the lyrics are very heavy on, you know, just kind of placing your life on hold and just kind of, I mean, like the name routine even mm-hmm. makes me think of like, you know, the last year, just kind of getting into a, a, a new routine, you know? So now I can't stress this enough. It's something that I've started doing a lot more of recently when I'm searching for tunes. I will always see what other albums or compilations that bands will appear on. Because a lot of times, there will be a song that that isn't even necessarily a single, a song that's not tied to any other of their full-length albums that pop up on like compilation records and stuff like that. So there is a Christmas compilation album with various artists on it 
from a record label called Father Daughter Records uh, and Wax Nine Records. So it's two record uh, companies that dropped this compilation record called Simply Having a Wonderful Compilation. <laughs> and Routine pops up on it. This is not a Christmas song, but I just love it. It's got really good vibes. So again, this is a song by Routine. The song is called Wait. track q solid those lyrics dude you know like they're they're writing about just stuff coming to mind when they're both stuck in their houses i don't even think they were able to be together you know so they're just like super bums tour got canceled so they just kind of right channeled all this extra energy and emotions into songwriting yeah i heard a story about another singer songwriter on um i guess it was morning edition on npr she was talking about like a similar kind of thing where she was set to like open a few uh, shows for um, Styles, which is not Harry Styles. The, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, like she was talking about how like she had all this momentum going and like she was about to go on tour and like open for this huge act and then COVID hit and all that stuff got canceled. And so she started writing music kind of like this person did where it's like more reflective of like um, almost like having to, you know, in a way, like reset your dreams or whatever, like this dream, this vision that you had in your career, and it was a, everything was lined up and about to happen. Yep. And like, yep. this story, so this, there's got to be hundreds and hundreds of stories like that, thousands maybe across the globe of, of stories like that. So crazy. Yeah. So just another example of, you know, a piece of music or, you know, a new project that came about simply because we were all in lockdown for, the majority of last year you know it's yeah cool yeah it's good stuff all right dude we got to wrap this up my friend. you're right you're right dude we do have to wrap it up so um yeah this is our um the second of our monthly what you heard episodes uh so 
yeah, in a few weeks, we'll do another one of these um, these episodes where we both bring five tracks. Maybe I'll switch it up a little bit. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm always listening to video game scores, but um, that's fine, dude. That's what you've been hurting. Hey, man. Here's 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 what else I'm doing though. On that that last band I I brought to the table, Men I Trust. I'm already kind of bouncing around, looking at other artists that are similar on the same record label. So I might fall into this rabbit hole for a little bit and listen to some similar vibes. So I'm always down for that. Yeah. dude. All right. So um, anyway, you can find us on our website, nofillerpodcast.com. Uh, we can find all of our show notes um, for each episode going back to episode one. So that's track lists and any sources that we cited uh, will be posted on that website. You can follow us on Twitter at no filler podcast. So yeah, reach out to us. Tell us what you liked and didn't like. Tell us what you want to hear us talk about. And uh, of course you can also find more great music themed podcasts on our network that we are a part of called Pantheon podcasts. So that's pantheonpodcasts.com. And we would also like to thank Pantheon sponsor, AKG for sponsoring this pod all right q um what you got you got you got a song to close us out don't you yeah so we thought it might be fun to uh close out each of our what you heard episodes with a pick from a listener first person we reached out to was ronnie uh who's a friend of the show friend of the pod q is the cool way to say it friend, okay sorry friend of, friend of the pod uh ronnie so this isn't actually something that we've officially talked about yet so but she's always reached out to her first for this kind of stuff but with that being said if you heard a song that you really enjoyed and you thought it'd be fun for us to play it reach out to us on twitter at no filler podcast and say hey this is something that i've been hurting lately and uh you know well if we hear something we like we'll we'll fade us out at the end of our what you heard episodes with with your pick because i would rather do that than play our bumper music which i mean it's a cool song you know yeah our little bumper tune but yeah i figured we you know we can squeeze in another artist here so ronnie sent us a pretty long list of tunes dude um and i've actually talked with her about this before i have yet to really get into desert sessions Mm. the uh you know that kind of collective that uh the queens of the stone age frontman josh homie started how about you dude there's they have quite a few albums yeah i mean surprisingly enough for two such big fans of of of, of uh josh homie queens of the stone age uh Caius, all and the whole bands. desert rock scene yeah exactly really. so it is I, i'm the same way i haven't really i haven't really given it much attention so well we're gonna we're gonna fade us out today with a song from their uh, volume nine and ten records, and this is a song that Ronnie had been hurting lately. So we're gonna fade us out again with this track from Desert Sessions. This song is called Subcutaneous Fat, and that's gonna do it for us today. Thank you as always for listening. My name is Quentin. My name is Travis. Y'all take care.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 